Hello everybody, this is Victor here from Trend Following Trading for Beginners and here's my weekly update on my sample trading portfolio coming up next. Hello everybody, welcome back with another one of my episodes and this week we have got quite a bit of things going on with uh, gold finally. Um, it finally broke the 1800 has been taken weeks and weeks and then suddenly um, it just for some reason it's um, gone out of uh, um, going on up mode uh, which is really good you know breaking the 1800 marks and I've said before in my uh, trend for update uh, my portfolio update um, so long as uh, 1800 is broken then uh, we probably see quite a big movement and uh, and yeah, we saw that um, on I think on uh, Thursday and a bit of more on Friday. But uh, the the whole thing sort of um, quite a um, roller coaster for last week for gold price. Um, basically, Yellen came out and uh, chit chat about oh, there's probably a need for uh, um, basically increasing interest rate because the economy is heating up. And now scratching my head, how does the economy um, heating up when a lot of people are still out of work? Um, I suppose those people who are lucky enough to keep the job or be re-employed, um, yes, they um, they will have um, caused some uh, I don't know um, um, economic you know heating up because uh, there's a lot of activities going on. But I think mainly it's all because also um, there's a limited number of restaurants and, and services that's open, and they have to make up their losses and um, and those surprise gone up a little bit. But also um, the people who need to be employed the right people get employed or not um, it's difficult to find the right person I say that a couple of times uh, a couple of weeks ago already you know some like restauranteurs couldn't find enough staff you know because some of them have already moved to something else you know and do delivery and so forth so um, that putting a bit of uh, pressure on the increase of the of the prices but also um, competition um, just basically a limited amount of shops uh, open. People come out and started to you know spend money, just like UK, and uh, just a big queue everywhere. You know, not just because social distancing, but just also because there's a um, pen up demand, so to speak. People has been, I mean, especially with the British, we've been uh, you know stuck in our houses for quite some time, and uh, we just want to come out and get, uh, make use of the weather. It got a bit warm and then suddenly cold again, but it is uh, it's allowed to go out, which is which is good, and people just basically want to go out and uh, we see the inflation coming up but uh, all those inflation is because not economics uh, driven really it just I think is a um, couple of things first of all the uh, inflation is coming in so everything got it more expensive for uh, people have to basically all the people open the shops and so forth have to increase the prices Second, as I said earlier, the uh, right level of the right people who are doing the jobs are um, being made redundant about a year or so ago, and then found some other thing to do. Um, might have moved somewhere else, and it's difficult to fill those gaps uh, very, very quickly. So there's a, a bit of increase in pressure on the on 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 the um, wages and so forth as well. And uh, of course, um, we also have the oil have gone up a bit as well. So and, and timber, for example, you know, for housing. Um, people because of their moving from the city centers into rural areas, you know, house prices gone up and so forth. And and also, I think overall, it's because for me personally, I feel that the main driver here is 
lots of people gone out of the work. Some of them got sick. Um, obviously, um, some also passed away, unfortunately. But um, a lot of uh, businesses are able, unable to survive over the 12, 18, 15, 15 months of a lockdown. And they basically just could never um, continue. So they're basically, for example, for food, you know, less people going out to actually farm the land, take the uh, food back from uh, harvest the, the food, so to speak, and then distribute around. You know, they just basically there's demand there, but the only a limited number of uh, businesses survived the, uh, the lockdown, so to speak, and still got in, enough money to um, to get um, people uh, actually work on it. And it just causes loads of problem. And therefore, you know, because there's uh, more demand, there's not enough supply. So what happened? Simply, you get increased inflation. And secondly, we also seen um, this basically play out in in semiconductors level, okay, which is which is fair enough. Like, also an airplane as well, um, because of the downturn, not many people buying cars because people stay at home. Therefore, the car manufacturer or the less. Um, computer chips, so to speak, or let um, uh, metals and, and so forth, because they, they don't foresee, you know, uh, big demand for the cars for, you know, for foreseeable for quite some time. So they start laying off people and so forth. So when they start ramp up their stem stuff, then, you know, the supply chain is not just, you know, let's say UK-based um, car company, don't just get everything from UK, you get from Europe, from China, Southeast Asia. Um, because you're a big ramp down, you know, other supply chain will, will obviously ramp down as well, they could just kind of ramp up on demand, and that causes issue. And um, and so so there's like you know in this case it's microprocessor chips, which affect not just cars, you know, I believe, also affect uh, computers, laptops, you know, mobile phones and so forth. And that, that's another thing, the culture that we have been with the uh, globalizations, and uh, especially you know with a very slick of a supply chain. You know, Apple is famous, especially uh, James Cook is famous to driving down invent- inventory. So it's more like you know um, when you need it, then you order, and then the ma- the material whatever you need, you know, more or less there within couple of days, some a couple of weeks. You know, Steve Cook has been good at driving inventory down to like seven days because he got a good, very slick, very fast, efficient supply chain. But if the supply chain stops, then everything else sort of stopped. And then when you restarted, there will be, you know, um, not enough supply going on and there's lots of demand and therefore prices have gone up. And same thing for airliner. Um, you know, a lot of airlines have to ground their flight, you know, sack a lot of crews. And when they open up um, again, when the lockdown easing, the, because the company haven't got much money left, you know, have to survive and so forth. So they have less fleet, you know, less airplane available, therefore less staff is available. And then they also have the algorithm kicks in and everybody wants to go to holiday and so forth. So there's a big demand there. So the prices surge quite a bit you know and that causes inflation you know so food inflation car inflation metal inflation all sort of things and also of course houses you know timber I talked about last week it gone up like 300% and that last year I was talking about 15,000 or something now it's like 16, 17,000 within a week so <laughs> timber prices is something that I'm not tracking but it's something that trend followers do and it's gone up quite significant and cause, you know that causes you know the basic cost of building a house more expensive and again and you know, mortgage is something that um, we pay, you know, the, the first thing more or less, you know, we have to pay for. If there's like an increase in house prices, therefore bigger mortgages, and that's, you know, causing inflation.
question as well. But uh, the the other thing also, obviously, um, you know, the metal side of things, everything else have gone up. Everything have um, essentially because if in uh, uh, also in in U.S. dollars term, you know, the U.S. government been printing out so much money, and of course there is going to be inflation, import inflation because you know U.S. dollars weakening, and so forth. So this has been like a big spark of informations, and we have been all seeing. A lot of inflationary pressures coming out from other metals and other stuff, but go for some reason, just keep on. You know, have been um, below eighteen hundred, even though we have done some uh, um, sort of uh, recovery since the um, April end of March time. You know, and create a double bottom. And but but overall, if you look at it from last year, go has been what um, come down from twenty seventy area in August. Uh, September time, and then come down to just you know late March, early April to um, what's what you call sixteen fifty, sixteen seventy area, and you know that's like whole five to six months, or more or less like almost eight months of um, downward pressure for price, you know, to to actually go down, and and one once you just wonder uh, when everything else seems to have gone up, why gold supposed to be inflationary. Uh, bet you know hedge and for some reason it keeps on going down and um it, it probably people have heard a lot about it's been like gold and silver has been manipulated and keep the price pressure down and if that's the truth um um gold probably have to do quite a bit of catch up which i think you know the inflation things is definitely out of the bag and um and i think we're more to see but not necessarily what uh jen yelsa is talking about but it's more like you know a general a number of things that causes lots of inflation is coming into uh in america around the world and that's why jerome power like about two months or so ago i say you know u.s um fed is not going to do anything even if the um the inflation is up like two percent or above more than two percent because it, it basically you know the economy couldn't do anything because it's still recovering, and and um, he have no room for actually increasing interest rate, and he probably is, being a Federal Reserve um, chairman probably seen quite a bit of a um, statistics and data that saying coming months and uh, maybe a year or so have lots of you know inflationary pressure coming up. That's why shifted you know um, the goalpost so to speak. So this this is very also very funny against um, oil price last year when oil actually remember gone down to negative you know why is it because CME um, uh, Chicago marginal exchange have changed its route so from um, a commodity not um, um, being on on the future uh, in the future market could never go negative it actually changed the route internally and kept quite quiet and allow it to go negative and basically um, the trader just you know push it all down and now you never you don't really see a negative anymore you know and that's only like a year uh, 15 months ago and all those problems probably still there you know um people you know supply has got to be you know stronger and you know so demand will be stronger and the supply to meet that demand but the demand is it's not as high as you know before pandemic there's for example lack of international traveling and international shipments you know which uses a lot of oil crude oil and but then crude oils came back up to about 65 area you know even though the economy is still you know very slowly recovering very much in the dark house as far as I'm concerned all this to me anyways just reflecting the weakness of 
U.S. dollars and causes imported inflation. So when Yellen's actually say, oh, inflation is coming because the economy is getting hot, well, it's not really. You know, still loads of people are not getting uh, not in employment. That's in U.S. alone, what about U.K. and Europe and around the world. Asia probably recover better. But um, inflation is definitely coming, And but not necessarily is the things that what Yellen is saying. But I think she is basically becoming used as a sounding board for Jerome Power, basically just to test the water, the market general view of, you know, what happened if the interest rate have to go up. And in my view, I think she didn't even say what I think will happen. A lot of people also say that as well. This increase in inflation is not just going to be moderate increase, it will be huge. Um, basically, it's like um, lack of um, supply. Um it will take some time for the supply to establish itself. Um, and also, um, because the U.S. dollar has been um, overprinted by the, uh, overprinting press by the U.S. government, and when you talk about trillions and trillions in here, it's going to be cost you know, quite a bit of money and um, cause uh, quite a bit of uh, weakness in the U.S. dollars. Now, there's been talks about U.S. dollar weakness for years and years, and nothing actually happened. But last time, because China was still friendly with U.S., so to speak, and um, but now this time we got Donald Trump, you know, uh, and causes quite a bit of stir within the Chinese and uh, U.S. relations. And uh, China is not going to, you know, just buy whatever from because to help America in out anymore. So they print more U.S. dollars, and uh, people pop. I mean, China probably you know buy less of U.S. dollar stuff anyway because they want the internal consumption, um, because there's so much restrictions and things across from China to U.S. because of the trade barrier. Same thing put it back in a, on a China side as well, so a lot of you know difficulties for U.S. Uh, exports to go into China as well because of the uh, trade war, the tax issue, and you know, trade barrier and so forth. Um, so it causing more issue, and that uh, this this just um, all playing the hand. So who is going to buy more U.S. dollars? You know, apart from U.S. first, you know, Japan maybe, you know, um, Europe maybe, but then uh, with um, it's very strange things that are happening with Joe Biden not actually easing a lot of. Um, Donald Trump's um, policies and so forth, and um, it just um, not really helping this uh, trade dispute between U.S. and China, and and as far as I'm concerned, um, this all contribute to the inflation, and now inflation is sort of um, showing up could be quite dramatic as far as I'm concerned. And gold price is supposed to show it up. Overall, I think all this combination is you know um, will help gold price, but I think that the main the other main thing is uh, the last six or eight months you know, the gold price has been decreasing. I think not much people actually talk about why is actually decreasing you know um, who is on the other side every time when the price go down somebody's buying it um, who is actually buying it um, most likely the central bank in Asia Russia uh, Europe and um, they're buying all up and now suddenly uh, for no apparent reason when everybody knows there's inflation in, in other metals and and you know, lumber and gold, kind of thing. gold is still you know kept down, and so is silver. But now suddenly, last week, you know Thursday, I believe, just suddenly showed up, and then Friday continue a bit. Uh, even that's after Yellen have just say his her piece. You know the the price of gold, I think Tuesday, went down to like twenty dollars, but uh, it recovered to you know maybe less than ten dollars uh, decrease after his uh, her chit chat. And then the next day, the you know, the gold price just continue recover, go very close to it. I think. By uh, 1790, 785 area, and then boom, Bob Jango, Thursday, you know, about $20, $30 increase, and Friday a bit more. And I think it's called close to 
1845 area, but it uh, closes on Friday, 1830. So I think um, the the good question here, on the other hand, would it be just conspiracy theory? All this depressing the price. Could it be because there's some uh, people who really want to buy gold, but obviously they want to buy, they want to buy a lot, but they don't want to pay, you know, very high price, and so they actually use all sorts of means. It's just conspiracy theory here to drive the price down. Now maybe now signal the price as uh, whatever the, the these big players have bought enough, or you know. Or more or less, their planted purchase is, is fulfilled. Um, then, therefore, it's allowed the price and it just jump up. Um, therefore, there's just like very, very less, uh, much less selling pressure for some reason. This is what we call the manipulation. But if you look at um, big uh, um, companies when they buy, let's say, a lot of shares in particular, uh, um, let's let's say uh, in another company and so forth, they don't want to pay, um, you know, huge price. They want to pay, you know. Uh, lower as low as price possible. Uh, for example, let's say um, um, you you want to buy a commodity that you really want. Okay, let's say you have a party. You want to buy a thousand oranges. You just go and shop and buy a thousand oranges, and you know in, in your area, you know you drive up the price. But you you got one thing uh, uh, in your drive, which is um, in your favor because you, you're planning this party, but not like tomorrow. You're planning a six months time. So what you try to do is, you know, you buy on the dip, and every time when you buy on the dip, you know, you might try to, you know, if you got means and and basically, you know, send off some rumors. For example, you know, causes the price of orange going down or something. You know, you can drive down the price when you can buy some more at a much much lower price, and then when you've got enough, then obviously you don't care about it anymore, and end up uh, selling uh, or, or want to buy low pressure is gone, and basically, you know, all these rumors meals and try to drive down the price. Have uh, finished and vanished because you already filled up your booty, so to speak, for all the oranges that you want. And uh, this is being played out quite a lot. That's why I understand why I read, why I research is uh, like big company, uh, big player who want to accumulate a certain company uh, share price or whatever assets or something. They don't want to pay, you know, big money because they know the demand is going to drive the price up. So what it will do, you know, with you know, muck around with uh, some some other, you know media or whatever market maker or something to you know come up with loads of funny news you know and uh, we drive down or depress the price of um, of the commodity they want to buy and then and then they just basically pick it up you know buy those parts everybody dumping it especially retail investor and then we got enough to allow the price to recover and then you know but lots of people already you know, especially the retail investor dump the price and then they all see the price just gone up it's, this happens all the time it's all going back to my central theme one of my central theme is you know for many people do almost anything so I wouldn't be surprised if you know, you might say it's conspiracy theory, but I think there is a good case that, you know, the downward pressure, the selling pressure, or, or somebody trying to fill up their booty for gold have bought quite a lot and have more or less uh, fulfilled it. And now, and they basically allowed the price to go above 1800 So now we just have to wait and see what happens now um, when the price sort of... Uh, um, sort of come back down a bit again, you know. It's been quite a frenzy last, you know, couple of days. But I think overall, so long as uh, uh, 1790 and 1790 uh, um, not broken, this should be become a ceiling because it took such a long time for um, gold to break it. I'll break it back up again. And um, remember, for the last time when it was around that, that level, 18. 
1800, 1900 areas back in December, November last year, and then also um, tested and in February on the, on the upside. It, it was a support, but then it broken down in February, um, uh, early March kind of thing, and has been you know stuck there ever since. Now it's gone back up again, so I think um, it will become a, a, a resistance, a sort of like a, like a support again, and help the price uh, of gold chart to move up. So we have to wait and see what happens. So basically, that's more or less what's happening last week. Of course, the Dow Jones have gone up quite a bit as well, um, and so forth. So, but but even though um, it is at the same time when the uh, U.S. dollar index actually gone down. So when U.S. dollar index gone down, yeah, you've had the gold price gone up as well. So this is uh, uh, what is actually happening. But um, all these things is helping. Um, one way or another, I think the gold price could move up, but I think there's a lot more to go as far as I'm concerned. This is only a beginning, and um, I'm um, but as far as I'm concerned, also as I'm a trend follower, no matter how much other research is sort of showing or indication showing that there's so much more legs to move up yet for gold, well, I will have to stick with my system and see how it goes. But the uh, system seems to tell me to get in, uh, short term anyway. Um, um, and we just have to wait and see how things are. I think for this week as well, the medium term title system also turn uh, uh, go, uh, green, basically for gold, on gold price. So I think there's also things to go to, to look into. And just um, something that uh, I think you guys need to watch out for. But the other thing is, well, if you want to talk about gold, don't forget about anything that is greater in US dollars, because if my thesis is correct, uh, US currency weakening, I don't know how weak it will get, and inflation coming and so forth. So anything rate against US dollar will weaken as well. So other prices, for example, um, I mean, not just gold and silver, but like I said before, crude oil, anything rate against US dollars will, will go up. And um, crude oil is the other thing that I think people should watch out for as well. And I mean, the more yeah, people always talk about gold and metals and uh, inflation, but um, I think crude oil will it will play into next year as well because of recovery. Hopefully the vaccine, however useless it might be at the moment, with so much variants running around, but I think overall human ingenuity will come up with something and uh, maybe later this year or next year, started to be more effective, uh, more effective vaccine and help uh, um, travel. And then international traveling started to recover a bit. So I think next couple of years, um, so long as we have something um, 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 enough vaccines going out to help people to uh, the vaccination, give people the um, what you call the um, the the confidence to get the vaccines and then goes traveling again. I think there's quite a bit of uh, pent up demand for international traveling. You know, students, overseas students coming to UK or US to study. There's nothing rather than go online and so forth. But the but things will be different, obviously. Uh, but I think the demand, at least the initial demand, just like the shops. Uh, here, you know, going to pub, you know, just just waiting for quite some time just to get tables there because there's so many people queuing at the same time. I think it'll be the same thing for ho- overseas holidays, overseas traveling for a little while to come. But um, probably later in the year when you know, people, have, like I said, have the confidence, but so forth. Um, it's better to, you know, watch out for uh, cool art as well. Anyway, enough of my r- rambling for this week, and let's have a look at uh, what's happening the past week on my uh, trend for the portfolio. Okay, first of the bat obviously is Apple and this week now short term is changed to a sale now. Medium's neutral long term is still buy. So 
Um, Nasdaq, basically not really catching up much of like Dow Jones does, and Apple obviously is one of the technology companies coming down a bit, so it's facing the pressure. And um, and also next is uh, Amazon. Same thing, short term sale, medium to neutral, long term is a buy. I think overall what's actually happening, I think is um, for me anyway, um, Apple is too expensive in my view in general because of the product is very high end. And with lots of people around the world, is either one way or another affected by COVID nineteen. Some of them don't have jobs, so people who have money will continue to buy if they like Apple. They continue to buy, but majority of other people will not be you know changing the handset or buying you know Apple product. Maybe there's probably a good second hand um, market for Amazon. I'm sorry, uh, Apple stuff, and therefore you know able to you know. Uh, people will buy those, you know, buy reconditioned one rather than buying brand new one, and this affects you know Apple uh, service um, income as far as I'm concerned, and especially the spat. You know, one thing I'm always worried about uh, our American companies selling into China is the intensification between the spat between U.S. and China. It just gonna causes you know Chinese people or us people like to, you know, over there buying things who just not buying. Apple or American stuff will stop, and that will affect everything. You know, from uh, computers to handset to all sort of things. You know, or even go to international traveling and study. And um, that hasn't come to yet, but there's spat going around. So uh, just be careful on that. As far as I'm concerned, Apple is one of the big major um, component that can get hit, in just like Tesla as well. So watch out on those. Um, obviously, Amazon, on the other hand, is. Um, International delivery, buying, selling things, you know. Um, um, well, but basically sell, selling things on the internet. But uh, for me, as uh, as far as I'm concerned, people will start going to shops now as a lockdown is down. Amazon's still cheaper in a lot of cases, but people probably want to, like, for example, buying clothes. Uh, personally, I prefer to go to a shop. Okay, if things I like it and fit me, then I buy.、Um, Amazon, yeah, you can get all the measurement before and look at the pictures and maybe some videos, but yeah, you just lack this human interaction. Try things on, and then you know, also returning things could be. You know, Amazon is one of the better one when you return things. They don't moan much, you know. The process is relatively quite quite good, but then all this、um, the lack of interaction, human interaction, I think people will. You know, slowly going back out to to shop to buy things, but Amazon will still be there, and doing also amazing things. But I think short term wise, you know, is、um, is basically、uh, negative at the moment. And、um, of course, for Amazon,、um, new、um, for the medium term is neutral,、uh, which is slightly different from last week, and also a long term still buy. So Amazon、um, is is there, but just watch out for you know, short term volatility. Next is U.S.、Um, Australian dollars again, U.S. dollars.、Um, short term is a buy, medium term is neutral, long term is a buy. So、um, this is similar to last week. I think overall U.S. dollar.、Um, Index continue weekend. We see,、uh, I think, for U.S. dollars, Australian dollar against U.S. dollar, it's gone up to point、uh, seven eight last week because basically the U.S. dollar index have gone down to ninety point twenty or something at the moment.、Um, so the recovery it seems to be you know after、so、U.S. dollars have you know, weakened a bit. So let's see what happens if we can hold ninety. If it's、uh, could hold ninety, then the Uh, obviously, Australian dollar is what's going. Other things, you know, still have you know some way to you know sideways trade or something. But if the ninety mark U.S. dollar ninety mark is broken, then all this、um, foreign exchange, anything related、really、U.S. dollar will just you know increase. So just wait and see. Next is bank crude.、Uh, short term is a buy. 
medium term is neutral, long term is a buy. Same thing for WTI crude oil. Um, short term is a buy, medium term is neutral, long term is a buy. So like I said earlier, um, you know, start of the podcast also. Um, I, I believe, yeah, anything rated in US dollars will, you know, uh, increase in prices. So crude oil is something going to be, you know, to, to be there. You have make a major recovery last year. Remember WTI, I believe it was about minus 37. Some people talk about minus $100 with arrow kind of thing. But it recovered. Uh, and it's gone to the $65, you know, $70 area. Um, we just have to wait and see what, how much more it will, it will uh, recover. But judging by what happened to 2008 and nine when, you know, the supply market and, uh, and the whole you know, economy tanked, but then the bank could have gone up to, you know, later on, well, 100 140 or something in in back in old days in that that's quite a significant you know increase while after um you know things have um, gone gone bananas before you know so this is the type of things that we might have to watch out because that's uh, definitely causes inflation i mean um yeah uh, things back in 2010 2011 when yeah the price got above 100 dollars so when it happens again this time around no one knows but um if the inflation is coming well definitely could all get more expensive so watch out next is uh, dax uh short term is a buy um medium term is neutral long term is a buy so slightly different uh for dax and uh, have moved from um um sell short term to a buy this week um but i think that on monday or tuesday there's quite a big increase of um, dax and um, that causes uh, the change difference but also uh on the medium term the um s2 the term system have you know make quite a bit of money but it's also close out of trade it talks like for example this one 39 days which i've seen many uh, previously before in my podcast trend following is uh in long time by nature it's not uh, day trading and and if you cut trade, cut trends you're talking about you know weeks and months sometimes could be years if you're lucky and um um that's how trend is that's those major major trend that's how trend for make the money not just one or two days fluctuation you know, within you know 10 minutes or a couple of hours it's the long-term thing and the big money is also from long term just remember down jones um, back you know 2009 or something started recovery and it only you know stopped when Donald Trump sort of you know um, um, sort of around Donald Trump election time last time and you know it took like 10 12 years to actually increase you know and then down Jones actually follow it with it the expansion of US uh, economy and um, that is years yeah so if you, you know, trade only daily maybe weekly and then move in and out you know you may see a lot of big big trend big trend do takes a long time to set up it also takes a long time to play it out and that's why i like trend following because uh for me anyway i like to play with a big long-term trend not just because of the money but also because it less it takes less of my time because i'm just too busy so it's why i think trend following is good for people with a busy lifestyle i've said it before and i always will say it again in the future as well that's just how it is and next is for c100 in uk short term is a buy uh, change from last year to sell to buy. Uh, medium term is buy, long term is a buy. So um, for first, it's more like going sideways, going down, up and down a bit. Of course, we have a local council election on uh, Friday. And we just have to wait and see how things are. 
will um, um, Scottish Parliament get the fall from the UK or something? I don't know. But there's a lot of ifs going on. Let's see how things go on Monday. We've got the full result. Um, next is gold. Uh, short term is a buy. Medium term is also a buy. And long term is uh, neutral at the moment. So like I said earlier, gold seems to have done some recovery, which is relatively good so far. You know, um, did a, you know it's quite, quite a few things that happened. You, know. um, you have a downward trend which I have said before and um, there seems to be two two different type of downward trend within a you know a trend channel downward trend channel um, the smaller one seems to have broken through um, and also uh, obviously the recent the double bottom in the end of March uh, early April time that's a good signal and also now recently of course from April to now and suddenly and there's an uptrend and it's continue to go up and the next stop I think is where the 200 day moving average is which is around 80, 50, 80, 60 area we didn't reach down on Friday but I think it won't be too long going to challenge that I don't believe you're breaking right away probably take a couple of weeks running around but I think long term wise we're still looking at you know bringing above however um, um, being a trend follower trend follower things might turn on its damn you never know if you're having difficulties break and stay above 200 moving average then that would definitely a big big negative for go but who knows at the moment so far uh, inflation's all coming out with also other metals and stuff so I think you know gold and silver just mainly just playing catch up and um, this catch up could be quite significant we just wait and see so don't leave your eyes watch out on gold okay next is Hang Seng Index in Hong Kong short term is sell from buy last week medium long term still neutral so um, Hang Seng is all like a indirect play to uh, China but um, obviously it, uh, it fluctuates quite a bit at the moment it's going to be sideways trade and we just have to see how things go with that um, short term, so remember, short term is a sell, medium long term is still neutral for Hong Kong index. Uh, next is NASDAQ, short term is sell. Um, last week it was a buy, so this week is a sell. So it just obviously changes side, like Apple um, and Amazon. And medium term is neutral, and um, long term is a buy now. Nikkei, um, short term now changed to buy. Uh, from sale last week, and then neutral for long term, neutral for medium term as well. Um, the key last time, I mean, last year was sort of a leading indicator of how things would turn out. And uh, will it will be a leading indicator this time around? At the moment, it seems to be going fluctuating. But uh, down Jones seems to have gone up to make a new high um, uh, last week, so we'll just wait and see what happened. Uh, next is uh, silver. Short term is a buy, medium and neutral. Long term is a buy. So first, similar to go. Um, is essential. I think silver, on the other hand, the chart pattern anyway looks better. But um, uh, as far as I'm concerned, chart pattern still needs some indication. Uh, but from uh, the trend following system, it looks like you know um, silver seems to be a better, better bet at the moment because the long term is uh, a buy at the moment. Short term is also buy, medium term is neutral. Probably will turn very soon. So we just uh, wait and see for these two uh, metals. Next is US dollar against Chinese yuan. Uh, short term, medium term, long term also sell. That means what? US dollars weaker 
than the Chinese dollar, and Chinese dollar basically, you know, cost less than by US dollar, so that was coming down. And so that is being basically saying the Chinese dollar is strengthening, US dollar is weakening on that side. Uh, I think there are probably more legs to it, you know, especially uh, how, however you like this or dislike the geopolitical geopolitics going around between China and US, uh, no matter how much US going to do, you know, China is just, I think, the next nuclear on the block, you know, um, it's just the demographic. You know, just like India, like I said before, just the people. I mean, most of them, let's say everybody at the same time go to uh, buy a car. You know, how much of that demand is it? You know, everybody go buy a phone. What's the demand in there? And everybody go and um, go have a baby. What happened then? You know, and also when all go to international school and so forth, what happened to international traveling and demand for, you know, overseas educations and so forth? It's just basically the numbers, you know about three, four times the size of US and and everybody on the docks want to sell things to China. So US I mean Chinese dollars strengthen is is it's gonna happen either sooner or later against whatever currency it is. In this case it's against US dollar. But I think uh there's still a lot more room to play with the Chinese dollar, Chinese uh economy or Chinese uh the market in general, so uh, just watch out for the Chinese dollar in my view. Um, next is US dollar again, Japanese yen, short term is a buy, medium and long term is neutral. Um, that means the Japanese yen is weaker than uh, US dollar at the moment. Um, in, as far as I'm concerned, uh, we just have to wait and see. Um, the Japanese yen has uh, strengthened a little last week because uh, US dollar index have gone uh, down, and we just have to wait and see how things are. Next is British pounds against Japanese yen. Short term is a buy, British pounds neutral, long term is a buy, no change from last week. Uh, next is also British pound against US dollar. Short term is a buy, medium neutral, long term now is also a buy. So the weakness in US dollars is helps the British pounds a bit, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but um, with obviously the local election going on, and we just have to see how things are. It's not you know, moving much of uh, British pound and so forth. We see how. How how it might how it might play out. Next uh, is Bitcoin. Short term is a sell, medium is neutral, long term is a buy. So no change from last week. However, uh, it has recovered somewhat. Remember, a couple of weeks ago, it's you know gone up to like sixty five thousand, gone down to you know, you know below well, about forty thousand, below fifty thousand. Now it's recovered. I think over the weekend it's around fifty eight thousand. So you can see how fluctuating, how volatile Bitcoin is. Um, Will it be like falling, go and continue to recover and break to new high? Who knows? But you know, follow your system as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and also the other trip uh, trick I told you last time with Bitcoin is you know with volatile uh, trading or shares or commodity whatever, you really have to control your risk. And for me, as far as I'm concerned, to play this out, I'm using much smaller sizes and just have a fairly wider wider shop stop loss because you can never tell. You know, and Bitcoin you can have a a stop gap with you know a couple of days like ten thousand or something. You know, that's that's huge. And if you want to stay on the your trade, we have to take into account the volatility and next is TLT I share 20 TLT ETF short term is a buy medium new term is neutral so there's no change from last week um, from the 10 years and 30 years US treasury yields you know the, it's uh, essentially just decreasing a little bit so people are have been buying the US dollar bonds um, this is quite odd like I said before the bonds is going up and new, the US uh, index is going up Apart from Nasdaq, and what does that mean? You know, one way or another, something is is wrong. Is, would it be the bond market is wrong? Generally, it's the 
the stock market that will be more you know, out of sync with bond. Um, we just wait and see who who is going to you know, turn out to be right this time. And uh, next is Tesla. Short term is a sell, medium is neutral, long term is also neutral. So um, yeah, it's gone down quite a bit uh, with Tesla. We've, um, it's very different from last year when we have you know um, so much improve increase in share price in Tesla when <laughs> more or less we are under lockdown. And but Tesla was making quite a bit of money for you know a uh, ARK, ARKK, you know um, uh, Kathy Woods, those kind of people who was you know have a very strong. Uh, Nasdaq um, technology um, ETF that kind of thing making quite a bit of money last year but this year um, they all seem to have all gone sideways and ARKK have sort of like gone down a bit compared to what happened last year so like I said before things you know will hot one year might not necessarily hot the next year as well so this time and um, Tesla thing is taking a breath out it's going sideways but uh, don't think about your eyes out of it yet you know that if it's gone down continuing um there is just short term play you know going to short side next is australian uh, index short term medium long term is buy it's just falling down jones um is sideways but it's moving up slowly upward as well so we see how things are for uh, australian uh, market and last but not least is Alibaba. Again, uh, it seems to be not doing too well short term. It's going to sell now. Medium term, neutral, long term, still sell. Um, continuously just getting battered by the Chinese government. The news are negative. It's not you know giving a time to recover. But um, we'll just have to wait how, how it goes. And this one is quite interesting because my view is I think Alibaba is a great company. It will recover. But the general market is, you know, pushing things down. So even how much fundamental I think Alibaba is great. Uh, but if the trend is down, you follow your trend following system, then sell it. You know, don't don't fight the trend because um, while you might believe it is um, a great company, in my case, I believe so, and if it's the right market, it's in China, it's one of the biggest market. Yes, you get a lot of stem down from uh, Chinese government and so forth, but because it's been quite well known, it's well used, you know, just in China, but also internationally buying and selling thing within China, um, with uh, with the uh, Alibaba, its own you know uh, economy and so forth, um, that e-commerce system. I think it will recover, um, uh, but while that is my case, my view, other people might not share the same view, and therefore the price can you go down. So what should you do? Stick with all your fundamental fuses or your own biases, or listen to the price movement. So, for my turn, my point of view, trend following is my always my core. Doesn't matter what my turn, my biases or my fundamental analysis comes out or not. I have to follow my system because that's always for my core analysis. And in this case, I would much prefer to sell, you know. And but I will watch out Alibaba on the sideline. So when they find, when it turns, I will be you know jumping in right back in. But um, for the time being, um, it's it's a sell at the moment as far as I'm concerned. So basically, this is the update for this week, and I will talk to you next week. Happy trading and stay safe. Bye for now.